The Shep Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to The Shep Nas Podcast, a podcast at Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to help people take their next step toward Jesus, and that means this podcast is part of that. We want to help you engage daily in your faith. And so what we do is we talk about recent sermon series, we break down um, things that God's doing in in people's lives around here, talk about upcoming things that'll help you take your next step. Today we've got Pastor Rob in here and we're going to talk kind of part two of the breakdown of the sermon this past week, talking about when God shatters the silence. We're looking at the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah in the beginning of the book of Luke. Pastor Rob, welcome back in, man. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. So yesterday, um, we talked about the kind of the background of um, Elizabeth and Zechariah and the, the nation of Israel, how there had been a silence for a little over 400 years, and yeah. um, the people were beginning, I mean, really beginning, they're, they're beginning to wonder, is yeah. is it is he gone? Yeah, is well, God gone? you know, when it takes 400 years to come through with a promise, well, and the guy who made you the promise hadn't spoken in 400, 400 years. I mean, that's Four generations, yeah, five, well, probably like eight you know, or nine. About well, ten yeah, gen- yeah, I think a generation is forty years. Yeah, so, so ten generations. Looking, yeah, and so there are. There's nobody alive who had heard God before. No, and so they're they're going on mm-hmm. what their ancestors have said has been passed yeah. down in the the Torah that they had. And so Zechariah is a priest, right? And he gets chosen to go into the holy of holies. Um, and it is there that God shatters a silence that the angel comes to him and yeah. to deliver the news that his wife, who is well beyond childbearing years, yeah. has been known to be barren. Yep. That That's, she's going yeah. to have. That was her nickname, the barren yeah, one. That yeah. she's going to have a baby. He, They are to name him John. Yeah. And that's kind of where we are now. Yeah. Yep. And so, so John, you know, when he, or Zechariah, when he hears this story from the angel, which is the first time that God has spoken in 400 years, yeah. says, uh, you, you, might, you must have the wrong guy, because right. I'm an old dude, and so is my wife, and we're beyond this kind of deal. And the wrong terms. the angel's like, wrong answer, mister. Yeah. And he says, you're not going to be able to speak now until the child is born. And so Zechariah comes out of the, the temple, and he can't speak, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, he's seen a vision. Yeah, and he, But he can't speak and explain or, mm-hmm. or, or anything. He didn't have phones to text everybody, tell him what was going on. <laughs> so I think he had maybe a chalkboard that he write things on. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it was amazing. And then so they come, you know, a couple months pass by, and, and it's obvious that Elizabeth is pregnant, that she's she's become pregnant. And, and so we were talking the last episode about what their life was like before conception, so BC, like mm-hmm. before Christ even, and that, and now what what would their life be like after conception or after delivery, after they have a baby? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think about their their life. You know, before their life was like questioning. You know, waiting. Is God listening? Is God going to answer my prayers? Does He hear? Does He care anymore? Is He even there? Is the yeah. promise still true? And um, then she, you know. This angel comes, speaks to Zechariah. You're going to have a son. He's going to be the forerunner to the Messiah, um, and she gets pregnant. And think, think about the what everybody who knew Zechariah and Elizabeth must have been thinking when Elizabeth starts showing. Yeah, right. I mean, I think the Bible says that she went away for a while and then came back, um, and it was obvious that she was pregnant. Yeah, she went into seclusion for five months, but she she comes back, and everybody can see that she's pregnant. And here's this woman whose nickname has been the barren one, yeah. who everybody knows is is beyond you know childbearing years, 
her husband has this vision, says they're going to have a son, he's going to be the forerunner to the Messiah. Her pregnancy was just a convincing display of God's power. Mm-hmm. Like you can't deny that. You can point. You can point to it. It's like God is doing what He said He was going to do. Yeah. And so um, it, it was clearly must have been the talk of the town. And, and when they saw her pregnant, it was proof that God was in it. It's like this is something that that they couldn't do on their own. Like there had to be some kind of divine um, intervention in order for for this to happen. And so. So the other thing I think is that her her pregnancy gives credibility to the message that the Messiah is coming. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, people are like, "Oh, if John's coming to prepare the way for the Messiah, and he's here. Like we can point to him in her womb and see that's going to be him. Maybe, maybe the maybe the promises are true, and the Messiah is going to come. Yeah. And so now this story that was about a microcosm, Elizabeth and Zechariah." suddenly becomes about the entire nation of Israel who has been waiting for this Messiah to come. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, oh, just imagine the renewed excitement and the enthusiasm and the talk and people that, that what people were saying is like, maybe it's happening. Maybe, maybe we're the generation. I mean, it's been 10 generations <laughs> since, since God made the promise and he's last spoken, but now he's spoken and he's not just spoken, but he's acting like mm-hmm. we're seeing this, right? So it's giving credibility to that in the fact that that Elizabeth's pregnancy was confirmation to Mary that God could do the impossible. So think about all the things that are happening now, right? So so the Bible says in in Luke uh, chapter one verse thirty six and thirty seven, all of a sudden God's very active, right? We go from four hundred thirty years of nothing to the angel speaks, Elizabeth's pregnant, and now the Holy Spirit comes to Mary and says, "Mary, you're going to have a baby," yeah. right? And so if you if you're thinking that you're Mary, you're like, oh. You know, this, is this really going to happen? And then Luke chapter 1, verse 36 and 37 says, um, and uh, the angel comes and speaks to Mary and says, And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son as old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. So when the angel comes to Mary and says, Mary, you're going to have a baby. proof. Yeah, he's like, look, <laughs> I, I, this is not too hard for us. Yeah. You know, Mary, the barren one, is pregnant. Um, and so, so Mary's uh, or Elizabeth the barren one is pregnant. Yeah. So Mary's like, oh, okay, wow. There's a lot of stuff going on. Like you know that God has spoken now. Mary Elizabeth is pregnant, and now I'm going to be pregnant. So what? You know, it was it had to be disencouraging to her. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it's a, I think it's a reminder that when we're in the middle of the wait, you know, and we don't feel like God's moving, that when He does move that our story is also encouraging to other people who are waiting. Mm -hmm. We have a busy and festive December coming up with many ways to celebrate the birth of King Jesus, calling all students 6th through 12th grade. Christmas movie and pizza night is this Wednesday. We encourage you to wear your Christmas PJs. Shepherd Church invites you to celebrate the hope of Jesus through a family-friendly candlelight worship service featuring music and an encouraging message. Christmas is on a Monday this year, which makes our schedule a little different than past years. We will only have one evening service on Saturday, the 23rd at 6 p.m. and two morning services on Christmas Eve Sunday at 9 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. All are welcome to celebrate Christmas with us. And to share our story, to share what God has done with us as well. And then the other thing that I think is important 
is that Zachariah and Elizabeth just re- they remained committed to God's plan. Like everybody, you know, everybody thought that the baby's name was going to be Zachariah. Like they just thought, oh, for sure we're going to name it's going to be Zachariah Jr. Mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but Elizabeth said, no, he's going to be named John. And then and then when the baby was born, the Bible says that everyone was making signs to to Zachariah to find out what he wanted to name the child. And, and the Bible says he asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this, the Bible says, the next word is immediately, his mouth was opened and his tongue was loosed, and he began to speak praising God. And so, That's amazing. So when... When, when things didn't happen the way they wanted them to happen, and then God began to move, they didn't revert back to their plan. They stayed with God's plan. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like it's really easy for us to, when we're waiting and waiting and nothing happens and it finally happens, we revert back to our plan and say, okay, thanks, God. I'm going to do it my way now. Yeah. That wasn't what Zachariah and Elizabeth did. They, they stayed true to the plan God gave them. And, and I think there's a great deal of importance about that, that their, their obedience brought blessing to the world. And, and in Luke chapter 1, uh, verse, starting at verse 67, right after um, Zacharias, the Bible says his tongue was loosed, he began to speak praising God. From verse 67 to verse 79, there's a section of Scripture called Zacharias' song. And you know, for a guy who hadn't spoken for nine months, got a lot to say, probably. <laughs> probably. And he just busts out in, in song and yeah. he's singing this stuff, and it's about praising God and what God's done, and mm-hmm. and and it was about he, that God's given them a son, and the son is going to be the forerunner to the Messiah. But then he's like, "But the Messiah's coming, and this isn't just our story. This is about everybody else's story, and the Messiah is going to change everybody." And mm-hmm. that and that story keeps reverberating down through the generations to today when somebody meets Jesus the difference that he can make in transforming their lives. And so again it was it was just this this idea of God shattering the silence. Zechariah couldn't speak for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then when he does, he he shatters the silence by praising God and continuing to be to be obedient. And and I and I love that because what that means is that their lives made a significant contribution to God's plan for the world. Like they were like what they did, like it affects us. Like it, they could have been disobedient and, and it would have affected us, but they were obedient and affects us. And and again, uh, what what Zachariah says, some of the things he says, you, my little son, shall be called the prophet of the glorious God for you will prepare the way for the Messiah. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Um, and, and that's the message of the gospel. I mean, mm. it, it just, it came... From it came through John in and from Jesus, but it changed us and and I just love the idea of this story because it you know again Zechariah and Elizabeth are just a microcosm of the entire nation of Israel, which is also a microcosm of the entire world, yeah. and it's it yeah. just it just keeps going. But God made it so personal in them, and and it, and I and I don't know where you know where you are in your life and what you're experiencing. Um, and it, you know, maybe maybe there's a chance in your life that you've been waiting for God to move, or you've been praying for God to do something, and He hasn't done it. He hasn't done it the way that you wanted Him to, or He hasn't done it certainly when you wanted to do it. Like I don't, I don't, I think a requirement for God to move is that He doesn't do it when we want Him to. It's like <laughs> I think He thinks you want it then. Okay, I'm not going to do it then. I'm going to do it. You know, whatever. But He teaches us these things, and so I think the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth says to us that. If God hasn't moved in your life, it doesn't mean he's not listening. It doesn't mean that he doesn't care. 
It doesn't mean that he's not paying attention. It, it, it just might mean that he has a better plan for you and that our, our best thing is to stay hopeful because he hasn't forgotten us. Yeah. And if we can stay hopeful, um, th- then that it, that it just keeps the door open for God to move. And, and I know maybe you've been waiting for years, maybe decades for God to do something. I, I think that Zachariah and Elizabeth probably waited decades for, for John to be mm-hmm. born. But he came, and he was better than they thought, and he didn't come when they thought. And I, I just want to encourage you that God has something for you, and it's going to be better than you think, and it's not going to come when you think, uh, and it may not even look like you think, but it'll be better and yeah. to, to trust that. And, and then the other thing I think is just really important for us to do is that, is that during that time of waiting, Zachariah and Elizabeth were faithful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Bible was very clear to say that they were, they were faithful. Uh, uh, the exact words were, um, they, I'm looking for it here. They were uh, upright in the sight of God, observing all of the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. Like yeah. they, they just kept following the Lord. And, and I know that sometimes when God's not doing what you want him to do, you maybe you just feel like walking away or forgetting it. But being faithful is important to do and, and to continue to be faithful. And then the last thing is like, what is, what is God teaching you in the waiting period? Mm-hmm. Like, well, the wait is never wasted. And if you could take some time and focus on what is it that God is teaching me? What can I learn while I'm waiting? What can I learn? How can God use this to mold me and shape me and transform me, help me to be more like Jesus? That would be... It would be good to learn and apply those things to our life while we're doing that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I I love the story. I think it's it's a relevant story to yeah. us today, and and for many who may be waiting on something from God. When I think you said something really important, um, you said you know he was silent for so long, and then all of a sudden he was oh. super active. And what we're going to find out over the next yeah. few weeks in the series, yeah, is that this sort of thing keeps happening. In this story, yeah, in this in the story of the first, you know, the birth of Jesus, the incarnation, like the he does get really active, yeah, and continues to shatter perception, to shatter, you know, ideas of the future, yeah, to to shatter the you know religious leaders' ideas and to yeah. kings' ideas. So yeah, I, and I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I in my own life I've experienced this that it seems like when you you wait and wait and wait and wait for something, and you're like almost to the point where I'm like, is this ever going to happen? Is it, am I praying the wrong thing? And it's boring to keep mm-hmm. waiting. And then God says, okay, it's time. Yeah. And when He says it's time, like your life just transforms. It's mm-hmm. it it's a whirlwind. And then it's like, can we slow down, please? <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord's like, you've been waiting, yeah. quick riping. And so that that seems like a pattern I've experienced in my life. When mm-hmm. God says it's time, it's time, and you just got to buckle up and yeah. hold on. And and when you look at the New Testament, you know, beginning with Zechariah and that announcement, the New Testament is incredibly fast-paced. Yeah. Where some of the Old Testament might feel slower-paced and different, you know, yeah. different. There is yeah. no lull in the New Testament. No. When Jesus comes on the scene, yeah. it is all the way to Revelation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And and it all started yeah. at, at just a random point at 
after 430 years of silence. So you never know when it's going to happen. Never know. It's good. Well, that's going to wrap up our episode today. We hope that you're enjoying this. We, we want you to be challenged this Christmas season to see the broken pieces of your life, that God can put them together to something beautiful that you could never have imagined on your own. And so we hope that you'll continue to walk this journey with us. My thanks to Pastor Rob for being here today, breaking down the sermon. If you've got any questions, comments, you can get a hold of us, podcast at shepnaz.org. We're thankful for you for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.